Glory to God. Friday night live. We're having higher ground and how much more and glory to God. You know, most, most Christians really don't want higher ground, right? Because <laughs> with higher ground comes higher responsibility. Amen. You don't, you don't see very many people walking outside of love, walking on higher ground. Because that's where higher ground is. It's in the love walk. That's the highest ground you can get to. I'm aiming for that. I had a long way to go. Right? Anybody else have a long way to go? Huh? I'm not, and I'm getting closer now. But when I started, actually when I wasn't started, I was going further away from it. And now the Lord's helping me. Amen? It's helping us all. Thank you, Lord. Let's open up our Bibles at Psalm 103. You know, uh, I was uh, looking at somebody in a vehicle with somebody this past week, and it was a nice vehicle, and I was looking at all the stuff on it, and I thought, man, this must, this must have a lot of extras on it. And they said, no, it was all standard options. And I'm like, and then I looked further, and I'm like, well, it's going to take the whole manual to figure out how to do it all. Right? I mean, have you guys seen cars these do you know what all happened with your own car? I don't. There's buttons that I've never pushed on my truck. Right? It's got a screen there and it's got all these names. I'm like, I don't know what that does. You know what? I'm not even going to mess with that. I'll have my truck messed up. I won't know what to do. You know that that's what many Christians do. Right? They get talked out of it because it's too hard. Or it's not for them. There, there's a there's just like there's a thousand and one reasons, thousand and one ways to be led. There's a thousand and one ways to be misled. Amen. And, and if we're misled, we'll miss out on the benefits that God has for us. And of course, Psalm 103 is a beginning list. It's the foundation of those benefits that God has given us. And and in those benefits. Uh, we, we, we begin to walk on that higher ground that they were singing about. We begin to come up into different places and go where we couldn't go before. Amen? I mean, if you just look at the very first part of the benefits. Where did I say? Did I say Psalm 103? Well, look at that. I'm ahead of myself already. It says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all. Forget not. Forget. Forget. That word, that word means to, become, to be oblivious of from lack of memory or attention. Now, you know, you could forget them just for, by not doing them. Anybody ever used to do I used to play the drums. You know, I played them for years, actually. Played the drums from the time I was in the fourth grade until the time I was in the ninth grade. And uh, I can't play them now at all. I could play the snare drum probably just a little bit. But, I, but you know why? Because I haven't given any attention to it. And because I haven't given any attention to it, I've forgotten how to do it. And, and to redo it, I, I'd have to relearn because not only have I forgotten how to do it, I've forgotten how to read the note, how to read the beats actually. It's not notes with a drum. But you know what I'm saying. And now we got guys up there like them, they're doing it without anything in front of them. Right? But you got to do it. 
You have to do it. And that's, and that's what, you know, people think, well, I won't forget. You know what Brother Moore t- said, and he said it over and over again, keep something around. When God tells you something, write it down. Put it, put it somewhere. Where, I, I know that over and over again I'll wake up in the middle of the night about a message. And I'll think, oh, I couldn't forget that. Well, not only did I forget it, it only took an hour. I slept an hour and I thought, okay, what was it that God was just showing me? Don't do that. There's an anointing there, first of all, and so you want to do it while He's giving it to you. But what kind of respect? I mean, that was God. God woke me up to tell me something. Oh, okay, God. Can you let me go back to sleep now? I'm a little tired. All right? No, it's important. You know, I've even got to where I put my voice, you know, I'll just, that way I can just rather than write, because I can't, if I write in the daytime, it's not good. So if I write at night, we're in trouble. We wake up and we're, 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 my mom, she used to write shorthand. She's got all these notes that were written in shorthand. Notes on the Bible and things that God showed her. Nobody can read them because we don't know how to read shorthand. Books and books of shorthand. That's what my writing looks like when it's not shorthand. <laughs> so now I've learned to voice, to voice myself when I hear something or type it into my phone. Needless to say, we're getting way off track. That's, 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 that's not to forget. You, you don't want to forget the benefits that we have in Christ. You don't want to forget them or, or not pay attention to them. Remember what he said in Proverbs 4. He said, my son, pay attention to my words. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Their life to those who find them and health to all your flesh. Amen? And, and when, he meant, when he said keep them, he meant grab hold of them and hold on. They're important. The things that are important to us, we don't lose. Right? You know, I know people that lose their wallets and their keys and all this. See, those are important to me. I got one place every night that my wallet, my keys, and everything that goes in my pockets go. And if it's not in my pocket, something really weird happened because I can't, it's right there. Why? Because it's important to me. The Word should be that way. It should be the first thing we pick up in the morning. It should be, it should go to bed. It should be the pillow we sleep on. And it should be what wakes us up in the morning. Amen? It, it, it's, it is our life. And that's what he's saying. He said, it's life to you. It, it's life. It, it brings life in your life. You know, a lot of people think just because you're living, you're in life. Most people living have, are, are not experiencing life. Most people living on the earth today are experiencing death, actually. And most Christians are not experiencing the life that God would have for us because they're forgetting or foregoing the benefits that God's given to us. Amen? So the benefits, he says, don't forget any of the benefits. Not, forget not all his benefits. And the very first benefit, he separates you back to himself. What separated you away from him, he separates you back to him. Why? Because when he, when he brings you back to him, he can give you everything he has. Amen? When, when your kids are gone... You know, my, my, my daughter lives in Little Rock now, and she'll call me up, and she'll say, Dad, this went out. And I'm like, you're four hours away, three and a half hours away, huh? What, what is it you want me to do? And she gets me on FaceTime, and I, I follow her through the house, and she shows me, shows me the electrical panel. I'm like, it, her house is like 100 years old. She bought an old house. I'm like, I don't even know what that is. 
She walks me out to her air conditioner. My air conditioner's not working. Hun, I can't tell. But if I was there, I could. If she was close to me, I could either figure it out or I could find someone who would. Right? Well, God, God brought us from afar off near to Him. Because why? Because He loves us and He wants to be a father to us. And to, when He forgave your sins, that's why the devil wants you in condemnation because that's acting like you're not forgiven. When you're in condemnation, you're acting like you're not forgiven. And when you act like you're not forgiven, you aren't receiving the benefits that are in the book. Right? And people say, well, that's works. No, that's not works. You are in a place where you cannot receive. You're in condemnation. That's why He forgave us. He wanted us in a place where we could receive. Amen? And so every day, remember you're forgiven. Every day, wake up and say, I'm forgiven. My name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. I'm on my way to heaven, but more so, I'm, I can come boldly before the throne and I can receive from Him what He wants me to have. Not just what I wanted to have, what He wanted me to have. You know what you want and what He wants? So many times, two different things. He'll give you both, but you'll enjoy His way more. Amen? Amen? You'll enjoy God's gifts way more. He is such a good Father, giving us good things. Amen? And, and, and He knows your heart better than you do. There's things that I think I would like that He knows I wouldn't. Amen? People say, well, if you think you'd like it, you know, He knows I wouldn't. I don't want it if He... Th- Why? It, what if it pulled me away from Him? I only want things in my life that draw me closer to Him. Amen? And that's what He wants in my life. So what He does is He begins by taking things out of, our, out of His way. He, he begins to break down the barrier. What breaks down that first barrier? The same, the same thing that built the wall, sin. The very thing that built the wall, He took out. Right? He said, he said I, I forgive all your iniquities. And in one stroke, that, that shouldn't even have a comma almost. Forgive all your iniquities, heal all your diseases. Because when He forgave your sins... Sin, which sickness, which was created by sin or given a path in by sin, no longer has a path in. Sickness no longer has a path. We don't have to participate in sickness. We don't have to participate in recessions. We, we don't have to participate. When, when, when the world says, this is coming, we say, oh, mm, no thanks. No, no thanks. You keep that. I'm going to walk in the benefits. I've got a package here, a benefit package built by God. And, and I want to live within it. I want to have what it says. I want to, I want to receive from it and not from this. And, but, but see, that's a big thing. You've got to put your flesh away because experience will jump at what they say. Oh, no, there's a recession coming. I've got to do this. I've got to do it. You don't have to do anything until you hear from God. God may say, yeah. Store something away here. Do this. Or he may say, I got this. Trust me. Trust me. Amen? But by, but by any means, do not participate in recessions. Don't repeat, don't, we, we shouldn't be participating in anything that's not in our, that, that our benefit package either did away with or we have a benefit better than. Amen? We talked about participating last last week, right? Don't participate. Don't participate in sickness. Right? We don't have to participate in sickness. 
right? People say, well, you know, I got symptoms, so what do we want me to do? Don't participate. Don't participate. So I'm, I'm, you're, you're not going to get my participation. It, it, with everything in you, and I'm not saying go around other people and make them nervous. You got people that have a snotty nose and their eyes are watering, they're coughing, they're, <coughs> I'm not sick. <coughs> well, you may not be sick, but your symptoms are really bothering me. <laughs> right? Do things that you can do without impeding on somebody else's faith. This is your faith. Have it to yourself. Amen? Get up, get out of bed, make yourself dinner. Do, do things that well people do without getting around everybody else and, and be well. Right? You know, when people tell you how not sick they are, when their nose is all runny and they're coughing all over, I don't want to hear how not sick you are. Call me on the phone, I'll, I'll agree with you. Right? And if God tells me to lay hands on I'll lay hands on you. Right? But if you're, if you're in faith, just get in faith. Don't, don't be, don't be hanging. You know, people say, oh, I brought my kid to church with the runny nose because I'm believing they're healed. Well, they, and that's good. But can everybody in that room believe with you? Because now they've got to overcome what you're overcoming. Right? And that, maybe their faith's not where yours is. Be kind. Be kind. Did you know that's one of the benefits of, of knowing God? We can be kind. People who don't know God, they can't be kind. It's a false kindness. We got the kindness of God. We got merciful kindness. Amen? Tender kindness. Glory to God. Well, we're not getting very far. I got five pages of notes and I'm to the third verse here. Who redeems thy life from destruction. He forgives all your sins. He heals all your diseases. He redeems your life from destruction. When, when, when sin came in, everything falls right under. He, forgave, he forgives all your iniquities. The reason you're in destruction is because of sin. And so when He does this, He heals your diseases. Now you're redeemed from destruction. If destruction's around you anywhere, don't participate. Don't participate in destruction. You're, you are now an incorruptible being. You, you, you're born again. You're born again. And, and the things that affect the earth one way no longer have to affect you. Amen? And, and, and you know, people say, well, you know, you've got to be sick to die. You don't have to be sick to die, by the way. Right? I know many people leave this earth that way, but you don't have to be sick to die. You know, many people call sickness just worn out. Their body wore out. That's not sickness nor disease. It's called wearing out. Right? Now, He'll renew our youth. It's a benefit. We don't have to wear out. We just read about Moses. Man, that guy, 120 years old, he's climbing mountains, seeing seeing as far as he did when he was 20 years old. People say, I wonder why I'm not like that. There you go. You answered your own question. The minute we say, I wonder why I'm not like that, we answered our own question. Because if we were like that, we wouldn't be wondering, right? But see, that was a benefit. That was a benefit. Moses walked in the benefits of God all the days of his life. I mean, they were walking beyond it. I mean, when your shoes don't wear out... My goodness, your clothes, you wear the same clothes, they probably got tired of their clothes. You know, they're probably looking for something different. Just, they never wore out. 
He redeems our life. He, 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 he's, what, what's He doing? He's bringing us back to Him. The benefits of God bring you back to God. If, if there, if, you know, like when I was believing for prosperity, I wasn't because everything I was believing for would have took me further from God. If you're believing for godly prosperity, it will bring you closer to Him. It, it, it won't push you away. It won't bring things into your life that push you away. And, and, and we got to watch that because you got people that are being, believing to be rich, not believing to be prosperous. Two totally different things. We want, we want to believe to be prosperous because prosperous in the Lord is very rich. Right? Did you ever hear Abraham bragging how rich he was? I got so many cows. They won't even fit on the... You guys can't even imagine how much money I got. I'm so rich. I got gold and silver. I am so rich. Abraham didn't even... Why? Because what he was rich in was God. What he was rich in was faith. What he was richest in was the righteousness that God gave him, credited to him. That's what made Abraham rich. Amen? And these are the, God purchases our life back. He, he brings us back and He crowns us. He, he encircles us. That, that's what he, he, He's literally saying, I'm going to compass about you. I'm going to compass, compass about you with loving kindness and tender mercies. Glory to God. These are benefits. You, you're in a cloud of God. You, you are built into a cloud of God. And, and when you walk, you're like, you are like pig pen. <laughs> right? You seen pig pen on, on the peanuts? When he walks, there's a cloud around. That's, but ours isn't dirty. It's a cloud of loving kindness and tender mercies. And everywhere we go, it, it, it surrounds us. And when somebody says, oh, this is going to happen. No, it's not. Because my loving kindness and tender mercies are keeping it back. My loving kindness and my tender mercies, God is helping me all day long. Amen? I mean, I'll look like pig pen all, all we want at that point. I got a pig pen shirt. In fact, he's got a, it's in my pocket. He pops out of my pocket and dirt. He, there's dirt all around him. I can also name most of the Peanuts gang, the ones that are even unknown. Yes, I like Peanuts. Not the eating kind. No, I don't mind them either. Back to the, back to the message, how about that? We're surrounded and compassed with loving kindness, tender mercies. He satisfies, these are all benefits. These are not something you forgo. In other words, if somebody, if you had a car and you took it into the shop and, and they say, well, um, I, I'm missing... Seems like I'm missing loving kindness. No, that's a benefit. We'll we'll get that back on there for free. That, that's in your package, right? If you if you had a if you had a Direct TV, your satellite, and they said what's in your package, that would be in it. If it's not showing up on your screen, they need it needs to be fixed because it's in your package. See, but but our package is standard options. God gave everything at once. At one time, He gave us everything. We're not, we don't have to... You, know, you got people that they think that healing is an upgrade. Healing's in the package. Yeah, people work harder for healing than they work to get saved. To be saved. You don't get saved, you be saved. Amen? Why? Because I don't feel good. Well, you didn't feel saved either. Right? But when you became saved... You became healed. 
You know, the, the, the benefits of God make us somebody. They don't give us something. They make us somebody that because He gave us something. Amen? They don't give you the ability to be healed. They give you... The, well, that's exactly what they do. I said it wrong. They give you the ability to be healed. Forgiveness gives you the ability to be healed. Amen? So being saved and being healed are what we are. We don't, we don't have to go get them. We don't have to work for them. They're not an upgrade. They're standard options. They come on your equipment. When you're a new creature in Christ, these are new creatureness items. Right? If you, if you read the sticker on the side of the window, it'd say healing, forgive, it'd say forgiveness, healing, redemption. It, it would start listing, and they're all in there. They're all in there. That you're, you don't have to go. You don't have to go up to and say, "Could I, could I add this on?" You don't need to add anything on. You know the problem is people are adding on things that shouldn't be there. Like sometimes God doesn't heal. No, they, they add it on down the bottom. Healing's yours, but sometimes He doesn't. That's not an option. See, the minute we make that an option, it becomes an option. Ever notice that? When 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 we don't we don't receive our healing, all of a sudden sometimes God doesn't. Well, now, sometimes he doesn't. In your eyes, in your vision. Not truth. It's an add-on to truth, which makes it a lie. It's a deception. Amen? And these are things, that everything in this package right here, it's ours. It's included. It's stuff we should have. It says he satisfies our mouth with good things. And, you know, if you read that in the Young's Little translation, can you throw that up there real quick? Because, you know, when I'm looking at it, I'm like, well, yeah, I like to eat good stuff because that's what goes in your mouth. But he's not just talking about your mouth. He just says, he, he, who is satisfying with good thy desire, renew itself as an eagle doth thy youth. And I know that's backwards, but mouth, really, what he's saying is, I'll put good things on you all the time. I'll fulfill your desire in such a way that only good can get. If it's not good, it's not God. Why? Bad's not in the benefit package. Right? Those aren't options. You know, people say, well, he had to pull me, he had to throw me down so I could look up. No! God doesn't even teach that way. If you were down, you put yourself down. Huh? People say, well, it changed me. Well, sure it did. It was the hardest way to do it, too. God told us in the beginning we didn't have to do all that. I mean, we don't have to learn the hard way. We choose to learn the hard way. Right? How many times have you told a kid not to touch the stove? And they don't learn until they do touch the stove. How many times were you told that's not going to be good if you keep going out every night and partying and doing this and doing that or going this direction and you didn't believe them and you kept doing it? Eventually, it hurt you. And when it hurt you, you looked up. Thank God they put Jesus in you first so that something had, to, had there was some good to come through. Well, what about these people who don't have Jesus? What about people who aren't growing up with godly parents? That, that's going to make it harder. They're going, to, they're, they, they're going to make it. Somebody will pray for them. We'll pray for them, right? right. right. But 
if they just keep going off and off and off, there's no benefit package for them. They're living in the world's package. The world's package offers pain, suffering, right? Selfishness on the highest of levels. Anybody, anybody experience the world today? It is so selfish that it doesn't even realize how selfish it is. It's, it's looking at itself so hard that it literally cannot see anything else. Everything is about it. I mean, that, that's why I quit watching the news because you'll, you'll listen to one side and, and by the time they're done, if you actually listen to them very long, like, oh yeah, that does sound kind of right. Well, sure it does. <laughs> the devil's not stupid. He's crafty. But the problem is, is that you could do it one way or the other. So that might sound sense right. Then you say, no, that's not right. I'm going to this other side. And now you're just as wrong on this side as you were on that. Why? Because neither side had love involved in it. No, neither side had love involved in it. And, and you know what? Neither side's preaching the gospel. People say, well, you've got to be on one side or another. No, you just got to do what God tells you to do. I'm on God's side. That's the side I want to be on. <laughs> that was strong. <laughs> the Lord executes righteousness and judgment for all the oppressed. He made known His ways to Moses, His acts unto the children of Israel. Now, there, there's, that's a deeper verse than people know because Moses could receive from him. The children of Israel could not. They could only receive through Moses. And, and they could not receive straight from. He made what he made his ways known directly to Moses. He's making his ways known to us. But but religion will keep you away from them. Fear will keep you away from them. There are things that will keep you out of the benefits of God all the time. You may see them, but you won't experience them. Amen. Religious tradition is one of the worst things ever. It will keep you out of the benefit package totally. All you will ever do, and I, I, I say that like it's not a big deal, you'll go to heaven. And that's awesome. Right. That's awesome, don't get me wrong. But, but when we get up there, God's going to say, oh, I had so much more for you. I, I was right there next to you. I wanted to pull you into me. I wanted to give you this, and I couldn't. Not because I didn't give, because you didn't receive. See, the benefit package is for our receiving. He's given it all. But we will only get what we receive. You won't get one thing that you don't receive. Amen? Because that, that's, I mean, those, what he's doing is he's bringing you where you can. He's bringing you right to him. And he's saying, here it is. And, and so many people say, yeah, forgiveness forgives all my sins. Thank you, Lord, I'm forgiven. And you should be thankful. But if that's all you ever get, you will have missed out on the whole rest of this chapter. The whole rest of it. Because the experience of that won't come to you. You know, even when you go on down and it says as high as the heaven is from the earth, so great is his mercy towards them that fear him. What's he saying? How high, how high is heaven above the earth? Well, when you get to the end of one, there's another one, right? So it's infinite. And that's what he's saying. He's saying as high as you can look, as high as you can go, that's how, how far my mercy will go. That's, that's how merciful I'll be. When, when his mercy just begins to work, when ours stopped, his, had any, his, his was its way out here, and our mercy's over here. And, and that's what he's saying. He's saying, I'll give you my mercy. 
I won't just have mercy on you. I'll give you my mercy. I'll make you merciful. Glory to God. We're not, the, the old creature, not built to be merciful. He's built to be a judge. He, he judges everything except himself. The old man judges everything except himself. He will not judge himself, which is the only one he's supposed to judge. That's what the old man's built to do. Go, go to that verse. We keep coming up on it. Second Corinthians 5. As high as the heavens are from the earth, as far as the east is from the west. In other words, things that in, in human experience can't happen, happen. That's, that's where you go to that higher ground. When, when you can say, my sin cannot come back on me, then you are free from sin. When, when you look back at your life and, 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 and a symptom tries to come on you and say, well, yeah, I did this when I was young. No, that's the devil. That's compromise to the truth. You were saved. You were born again. You're, as high as for the heavens are from the earth is how great His mercy is towards you. That's how strong His desire for you to be well is. That's how strong His desire to be kind to you is. That's how strong His love for us is. And then He said, your sin is going to go as far as... It, there is no measure for how far the east is from the west. There's no measure. And that's what He's saying. Don't let this come back. It's not yours. You're forgiven. Glory to God. Man, if we just receive that, that one truth on a daily basis. You know, people always say, actually, let me rephrase that, on a momently basis. You know, people, yeah, they do, they always say, they say, you know what, you just got you to put your flesh under every day. No, you got to put your flesh under every moment. You realize you could have put your flesh, you could have just left church. Man, your flesh is way down there because you heard a good message from Brother Moore. And man, you're strong right now. You're pulling out of the church parking lot. Somebody almost hits you. Oh, what are you doing? I can't believe you drive that way. Who gave you a license anyway? Your flesh was under there and came right on back out. The old man and the new man should not be allowed to participate together. And we allow it way too much and make no big deal out of it. No big deal out of it. Did I say go to 2 Corinthians 5? It says, therefore, if any man, and any man means whosoever, by the way. Literally, you can say, therefore, if, if whosoever be in Christ, key to it, be in Christ. Be in Christ. Being Christ is, is walking in, being occupied with. In other words, I'm occupied with Christ. I'm in Him. And when you're doing that, you're, 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 you're a new creature. New benefits, new package, new ability. Amen? The new creature is unlimited in God's goodness. It's unlimited in, in its receiving of God's goodness, and it's unlimited in its giving of God's goodness. And we limit ourselves and say, well, I can't be like God. That's exactly who you can be like. Jesus didn't say, be ye merciful as my Father is merciful, but then put, accept when you're being in the flesh. When you're making provision for to be angry or hurt or 
or upset about something or somebody did something they shouldn't have done to you. You know what? If you're in the world, somebody's going to do something they shouldn't have done to you. And you've done something that you shouldn't have done to somebody else. Right? So the same forgiveness that we receive in our benefit package, when you receive it, you can give it. That's why, that's why the devil doesn't want you receiving all this stuff. Man, if you receive forgiveness, you'll start giving it. Why? Because to receive forgiveness, you've got to realize who you were and what he did. Amen? When you, when you, when you look at who you were and you realize that that no longer exists and what he made you to be, then, then you get a realization of if he can forgive me, I can forgive anyone. Amen? If he can do that for me, and they say, well, yeah, but you don't... There's no limits on forgiveness. We put the limits on God's benefits. We limit his benefits in our life. And when you limit forgiveness, guess what else you're going to limit? Healing. It's in the same, it's in the same sentence. You're going to limit. We're going to limit the redeeming, the the redemption package. We're going to limit the things that God wants for us. We're going to limit our our closeness with Him. We don't want to add to. We don't want to allow the the old man to jump in. We don't, the old man he wants to. He in in other words, a lot of well, you guys probably wanted to do this. But I I did when I got first got saved. I wanted to live in the flesh and go to heaven. Right. And so we kind of do whatever we want. And we say, well, there's grace. There's grace. There's grace. I can do whatever I want. There's grace. Right? Depends on where you grew up. But where I grew up, there was grace. Right? Didn't matter what I did. There was grace. That, that's stupid, okay? <laughs> I'm sorry, that's stupid. You can't go around, be a Christian, and act like a sinner all your life. Amen. If you be a Christian, you will eventually stop acting like a sinner. Amen. If you'll be a Christian. So too many people acting like Christians and being sinners. Amen. We want to we, we want to get we want to put the old man out. He said Jesus said the old is gone and the new has come. Right. He said he is a new creature, new benefits. Old things passed away. Behold, all things are new. And the very next, the very first of the next verse says, and all things are of God. So everything he gives you is a quality of himself. Glory to God. So, and all things be of love. All things be of love. Everything he now gives you, he gives you through love. Why? Because he is love. So when, when, when something comes through him, you got it the right way. When, when, when God said, when through Paul, when he said, if I speak through the tongue of men and angels, but have not love, see, that wasn't possible for him because when he spoke, he spoke through love. When he created the universe, he spoke it through love because he's love. He couldn't speak without speaking love. It's not only his native language, it is who he is. And that's what he's saying. I want you to be forgiven. I want you to be healed. I want you to be redeemed. I want you to be merciful. I want you to be kind. I want you to receive all the things that are of me. And I want you to give them the same way I give. What? Out of love. When you forgive somebody, don't forgive them because you have to. Well, the Bible says i got to forgive you. 
okay, you're forgiven, just don't come around me. <laughs> God forgave us so that we could be what? Close to Him. What did He say? I did it so I could reconcile you back to myself. When you forgive somebody, you're trying to reconcile. And I understand things have happened and, and, and in people's lives that are bad. I understand that. But God can make you a new creature with an ability that other people don't have. Amen? And you know, Brother Moore said it last week, people don't always forgive you. Don't always tell people what you did. Right? People call me on a prayer request, and they'll say, let me tell you what I did. I'm like, no. Tell me what we can pray about. Right? My mom used to say all the time, she says, I don't want to know everything you did because it would make it harder to pray for you. Why? Because it's harder to pray for somebody you're mad at for being stupid. Right? She loved me before I was stupid. She can love me even knowing I was stupid without knowing what stupidity I did. You don't need to know everything. You need to know what you can handle. Amen? <laughs> Glory to God. Woo! Glory to God. All things have become new. Thank you, Lord. Again, we do, we, you can't mix the two. When, when you become new, we have to begin to put off the old. doesn't mean the old goes away. It's in the past. It's, it's still there, though. You, you, how, many, how many don't have a past? Well, in Christ, you don't have a past. But how many remember your past? I remember mine perfectly. It's not me anymore. But it keeps me from doing some stupid things that I did. You know, I, I don't ever put my hand on the stove anymore. Anybody, any adults here that's put their hand, you need to put the, your hand on the stove to see if it's hot? Yeah, so I don't have to do that. I, I tried it, and it was hot when I was four. And I haven't done that again. Maybe. We, we don't want to add in the old man with the new. We don't want to, we don't want to use even our experience in the old ways to, to become the new creature. We want to just become the new creature. How? Through the Word of God. All things, all things are of God, and, and He'll put them in you. He'll put in you what you need. But you can't fix, you can't put, well, just what is it in Luke where it says, you can't take an old garment and put a new patch on it. Why? Because not only will it ruin the old garment, it'll ruin the new garment. Why? Because the two don't agree. It literally says there's no agreement between the two. There is no agreement between the old and the new. If you, if you walk in the unyield to your flesh, you will be walking as an old... You may be saved, but you'll be walking as a mere man. Remember we, re- we read that last week. Are you not carnal? Are you not yet carnal? And, and walk as men, whereas there's envying and strife among you? You're walking as a man. If you're walking in those things, you're, you're not using the benefits. You're not walking as the new creature that you are, you're, and you're not experiencing the goodness of God in any way. And you won't experience it. Why? Because you're walking as a man. God can't get close to you. He wants to get close to you. But as you, if you walk with him as a man, you're, you're, you're in strife. You're in envy. You're in jealousy. You're, you're in anger. You're in malice. Those are the things of the flesh. People say, well, I don't do that. If you're in the flesh, you do. You don't have any choice because that's what he does. That's what your flesh does. It was stupid when it started. You're not going to smarten it up. 
It's not going to happen. Smarten, isn't that word? Smarten it up? It is where I come from. And we'll keep it here. Amen? So, so we don't, you know, Jesus said, uh, through Paul, he said, be not unequally yoked with unbelievers. People think, well, that means I don't want to be thrown in. You don't want to be identified with. If you act like an unbeliever, you'll be identified with an unbeliever. And you'll be yoked with them, whether you like it or not. They say, well, that's stereotyping. Yeah, it is. And that's how the world operates. If you walk in love, if you're merciful and you're kind, they won't know what to do with you. They, they won't know what to... I remember when I was going to a... When I first came back and started teaching in Bible studies and things, and I was going to a, a, a certain church, and, and I love that church, and I'm thankful for it to this day. Thankful for the, the, the pastor of that church because he put up with me when I was really young and didn't believe a lot of the stuff that I was teaching. But I was taking his stuff and teaching anywhere they'd let me. <laughs> didn't matter what your, what the name on the door was. This was good and everybody needed to hear it. And I went to my mom one day and I said, I said, Mom, nobody likes me. And she said, no, they like you. They just don't know what to do with you. <laughs> and that's exactly what... That, when you begin to walk in love... Now, don't get me wrong, I wasn't. I was doing things I shouldn't have done. But when, when a Christian begins to walk as a Christian's designed to and begins to do things at a leading of the Holy Spirit, and, and begins to be merciful where others are, are judgmental, and begins to love where others... And, and begins to listen to God for a minute. You know, because so many times we react without listening. We, we react without even going to the next step. The, the, the first step when you hear something that hits your flesh wrong is immediately move out of that and get to your spirit. Get to your spirit in a hurry, because your flesh is going to make a bad judgment. And your spirit is a new creature. And it, it can give mercy. It can give kindness. It can give, it can give answers that nobody else has ever heard. It's the higher ground. It, you, you'll start giving things out of your spirit that, that, no, that you've never heard. You'll say, I can't believe I just said that. That was really good. And it came through me. Realize, first of all, that was God. Right? But, but when we begin to operate like that, we, we won't have, we won't mix in the old anymore. We won't, we won't say, well, they need some hard love. Well, if they do, it better come from the Spirit. Not, not half flesh, half spirit. They don't mix. Right? God's love and the world's love have nothing in common. The world's love is a manipulative, right? Envious, get my way kind of love. It will say anything to make itself sound good. Look at Colossians. We'll probably close with that. It's getting there anyway. Plus, it's long. <laughs> Colossians. If you, if you, you know, you, you're a new creature. And Colossians talks about this. He goes through it in steps. And he starts more than in chapter 2. But in chapter 2, in verse 6, chapter 2, verse 6, look at it in the NIV just because I want to. But it says, So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live in Him. Continue to have your life in Him. 
In other words, everything that's happening in you and through you is of him. And, and again, this, mean, this, this is the same as be occupied with him. In other words, when something comes around you, if you're already occupied with Christ, then you don't have to worry about what you're going to say because God's going to give you the words. He, he's going to have something. But, but if, you're, if you're occupied with you, if you walk as men... In fact, is that, that verse where it says, you walk as mere men as you walk as men, that literally means you're, you're occupied as a man. You're occupied with your flesh. You're occupied with the world. And, and that's what Paul's saying. He said, since you, since you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, continue in Him, live in Him, rooted and built up. What's he saying? Stay there. Don't move from where you are. Why? Because everything else is sinking sand. Everything else. If, if you, you want the higher ground, stay away from the sinking sand. That's what he's saying. He's saying rooted and built up in Him, strengthened in the faith. In other words, your strength, your, your life, your breath, your, your, your actions, your reactions, everything comes through Him. It comes from Him and through you from Him. And that's important because even Christians aren't reacting this way. Christians will go back to the world system just like that when they can't get their way. You don't want your way. You want God's way. We do not want our way anymore. The only way to get your way is to go away from God's way. Make His way your way and you won't have as much trouble. I, I, I put my flesh under, and this is what you get. That's what Paul's saying when he puts his flesh under. I make His way my way. I make His way my way. Wonder why we're doing that. It doesn't matter. That's, that's the way we ought to do it. I don't need. Why, why would I question God anyway? Right? <laughs> God, why are we doing this? Why do we need to hear why God's doing something? He's God. Guess what? It's going to work out okay. Right? It's going to be good because anything He does is good. We don't need to, to question God. What we ought to question is when we're not going. God should say, "Why are you doing it that way?" And you should listen and say, "Oh, whoa, sorry, God, I got out there in the old Manville. Let me come back to let me come up to New, Newville. All right, let me let me get back here. <laughs> Glory to God. Rooted and built up in Him, strengthened in Him as you were taught, overflowing with thankfulness. Worldly people, fleshy people, are not thankful, and they're certainly not overflowing with thankfulness." No matter what's going on in your life, your name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life. God's plan for you never changed, and He never quit loving you for a second. Amen? We have every reason to be thankful at every moment of every day. And when we stop being thankful for an instant, well, He said overflowing in thankfulness. In other words, you can't get out of it. Right? It's thankfulness, and, 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 you, and, you, and when you thank Him for that, then you realize that you got that because of this, and you're thankful for that, and then you're thankful for this. And, oh my gosh, God, I'm overwhelmed. You are too good. And He said, no, you ain't seen nothing yet. You ain't seen nothing yet. Follow me. Stay out of your old man. Stay in your new man. You'll see good. Amen? See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow... Hollow and deceptive philosophy. 
You know, people say, well, this is my philosophy. Did you ever hear Jesus say that? Jesus comes up and the guy needs healing. He says, well, this is my philosophy. No, (laughs) there's no philosophy with God. There's the Word. It's truth. It's right. If somebody says, here's my philosophy, let them have it. (laughs) Let them have it because it's wrong. Right? Even if it were the Word's truth, but it was their philosophy, they got to make it truth before it'll work. It can't be a philosophy. It has to be a way of life. It's not a philosophy. This this book's not a philosophy. I had somebody tell me one time, they said, well, even if the book's not true, it's good moral values. And I'm like, no, it's not. If it's not true, the moral values aren't true either. We should do everything the opposite way of it. I mean, that's that's worldly thinking. I don't want God, but I'll, I'll try to be a better person. You can't be a better person without God. It's not possible. We were born in sin. We are fleshy people. We want our way. We're selfish by nature. People say, I'm not selfish. Well, maybe you got so much love in you, you're not now, but you were. <laughs> you were selfish. I was selfish. We still try to be selfish. How many want their way sometimes? Right? No matter what's going on, you just like say, I just like my way. How, how do you know? That's selfish. Why? Anything that ends in me, my, me, I is going to be selfish. <laughs> and you can manipulate it all you want. You can do whatever you want, and it's not going to make it right. And it says these are hollow and deceptive philosophies because they depend on human tradition and basic principles of the world. Have you ever listened to somebody talk like on a documentary or something to fill in their side of something? They can make it sound so good. Why? Because the devil's helping them. He's helping them. He wants it to sound good. He wants you to take that in hook, line, and sinker. Because why? Because the end result of it, it'll cause strife. It'll cause division. It will cause pain and suffering. It won't cause anything good. It will just make you be able to live with it. Well, I can live with that. I can can live with that. People are sick because that's just the way it is and God doesn't heal everybody. I guess I can just live with that. People are living with that religious tradition and that's flesh. That's flesh just saying... I don't know how to get it, so I'm just going to say it doesn't exist. Well, it does exist, and we should never try getting it. We should never, better yet, we should never try being it. Right? Be healed. Don't try to get healed. Be healed. Be a healed person. God wants you. He, he made you a healed person. He made me a healed person. And you know, and, and when you say stuff like that, people's minds immediately go, well, these people were really good and they didn't be a healed person. Yeah, they did. They just didn't receive it. My mom died way young and she was, she was one of my faith heroes. I'll find out someday why she didn't receive it, but I don't need to know. I know she believed all the right things and if men put them back in me and I'm thankful for it. Amen? What she didn't know, I don't know. But I know what the Word says. And if I base my religion, if you will, on her leaving this earth early, then I've just cut a benefit out of the Word of God. It's no longer available to me because I've foregone it with a hollow philosophy. 
made up by man. And that's what people do. There's somebody they really love didn't make it. Well, that's going to happen. Right? It doesn't have to. But it has happened to most people in here, right? But you can't decide. And, and my mom told me when she was dealing with cancer, she said, no matter what, son, God's good and He heals all the time. In the middle of it. She did the same thing in the middle of poverty. She said, God, she said, son, I don't care what you think you see, God wants you to prosper. And I'm like, mom, we're moving out of our fifth house in four years. What, how many of you are going to tell me? Because we're getting kicked out. But it stuck, thank God, because she was right. doesn't matter what you see. It's what you know. This truth doesn't change. And the benefits that God gave, He didn't take back. He's not a taker-backer. He's a giver. Amen? First, uh, chapter 2, verse 20. First, first part, he said, since you, uh, as you received Christ. Now he says, since you died with Christ. Since you died with Christ to the basic principles of this world. What do you end up here? The, the, these, the traditions of man, they, they're defined by the, the basic principles of this world. In other words, that's why I said one earlier. You ha- if you, how will you ever die if you don't get sick? You, you'll leave. Actually, Jesus said, I'm the resurrection and the life. He that believes in me will never die. So maybe you just leave. Just leaving sounds better than dying. Oh, but it's appointed unto man once to die. When you receive Jesus, that was once, right? I'm not going to get in a theological debate. (laughs) Everybody's going to leave this earth, and if you want to consider it dying, consider it dying. But I don't know any Christian that ever left this earth dead. Every one of them left live. Amen? Whew, better get off that. Since you died with Christ to the basic principles of this world, why, as though you still belong to it, do you submit to its rules? That's what he's saying. saying, you've got to submit to your flesh or you've got to submit to the Spirit. One of those is going to be ruling your life. Old man, new man, old man, new man. And, and it's not a daily decision. It's a momently decision. You have to be aware every moment and, and ready to, to, to let loose of that new man at any moment and, and, and keep back that old man. He's there. And he wants you to blow up. He wants you to have anger. He wants you to blow up. He wants you, he wants you to act not like a Christian. Not like somebody that's been saved, forgiven, healed, redeemed. He does not want you acting that way. Why? Because that's going to draw people to Christ. They're going to say, why aren't they freaking out? What is wrong with them? They should be upset. They should be yelling. They should be crying. They should be asking for justice. Don't ask for justice. You don't want it. You want mercy. And when we show these qualities, when we, when, we, when we give these qualities, then we become a light. We, we get up on that higher ground, and people don't understand you, but they sure like it. They say, look, he, he doesn't even look like he's worrying. That guy's messed up. Best kind of messed up ever. Mess me up a little more. I'm going to let God mess me up all the way. Right? 
If messing me up's making me new, mess me up. Amen? Since we died to those, to those, to those basic principles of this world, why don't handle, don't taste, don't touch, don't go around them, don't give them opportunity. It's like puppies. Don't go smell their breath. You're going to go home with one. (laughs) Don't go to the pet store or you'll have two. (laughs) Oh, no, I'm strong enough. No, you're not. Don't touch. This one, me and Kim, we got this thing. We watch TV. We see puppies. Oh, don't touch. Don't taste. Don't handle. Stay away from them or you'll end up with two. Well, the one needed a friend. No. <clears throat> Don't touch. These are destined to perish because they are based on human commands. They won't work. You cannot mix the old and the new. You can't make worldly principles work with godly principles. They won't work. Love works because love is. Godly... Uh, Worldly love doesn't work because it's, it isn't. It's not love. Amen? The things of God are truth and they're real. Amen? And, and then in, in, ver, in chapter 3, in verse 1, he says, Since then you've been raised with Christ. First you received Him, then you died with Him. Now you've been raised with Him. Glory to God. And if we've been raised with Christ, now we're the new creature. Now we have the features and the ability and we can do things, but you gotta want it. It doesn't be, you know, notice he doesn't say, and I'll take away all that anger from you. He says, you do away with anger. You put away malice. You, you gotta do it. He says, I gave you everything to do it with. How do you fight anger with love? How do you fight? How do you fight anything? You fight it with the qualities of God, the characteristics and the very heart. Of the Father. Amen? And you react the way He would react. And since we've been raised with Christ, clothe yourself. Clothe yourself. First we put off the old man. Then we put on the new man. And then we clothe ourselves. We cloud, we, we encompass ourselves. Clothe ourselves. What, 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 I don't care how... You, this, is, this is true layering. Right? What do they say? When it's cold, what you do? You layer. Well, when you're going to get in Christ, you begin to layer. What do you put on? You put on compassion. You put on kindness. You put on humility. You put on gentleness. Oh, this is too many clothes. No, it's just enough. It's just right. It's everything you need. You put on some patience and you get all those things on and you're all big and fat because you got so much on and then all around and then you forgive. What's he saying? You couldn't forgive before you put these on. But once you put these on, I want you to forgive the same way you were forgiven. Amen? And then he says, above all these virtues, put on love. In other words, wrap yourself in that garment of love. Because why? That's your protection. That, that's what gives all these qualities ability. That's what makes them productive. That's what takes away the destruction and brings in the production. 
Amen? Because when, when, you, when you clothe yourself, when you put on all these new things, and you put off the old man, and you got to keep putting off the old man because he wants to come back. And the devil, he wants you to use that old man. He wants you to try to mix him. He wants you to put that, put that garment, and he wants you to put the new patch on the old garment, and then you'll know it don't work, and you now you've got a hole in your new garment because you cut out it to put the... I don't, I'm not figuring that out anyway. If you got a new garment, why not just put on the new garment? Why patch the old one? Right? I mean, you got a new one. And they cut the patch out of the new one to fix the old one, and the both were ruined. What's God saying? Use the new one. Use the new one. Don't cut up the new one to try and fix the old one. And that's what we try to do. We try to bring in just enough God. I don't want to get too much, you know. I don't want to be too nice. I don't want to, I don't want to be too merciful. I don't want to be kind all the time. So I'm just going to put a patch right here instead of just wearing the new one or putting the wine in the new skin. Right? Why, why, not, why not get rid of the old like he says? In fact, as he says it later here, what's the about all these virtues put on love? Oh, he said it in the chapter four. It was interesting in the in the, in the chapter three. At, at this one point, he said, "No, oh, no, I just went down too far." He said, "He said you've been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above. Look at the things that God has for you. Don't look at the things that people have. Don't look at the things your flesh has. Where Christ is seated at the right hand. Set your minds on things above, not earthly things. Your treasure is in heaven. Your treasure is in the heart of God. He knows what you want. He knows what you need. He'll give you more than you've ever asked for. And He's a good God. He's so trustworthy. Amen? Amen. And he says, because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways. What's he saying? That's what the old man did. Don't, don't walk in those ways anymore. Put those off. Cast those away. And then he says, but you must rid yourself. He doesn't say, I'll take... Too many people say, Lord, take it away, take it away, take it away. And he says, you rid yourself. I've given you everything. I've put everything in you to do these things. And if you'll do them, you'll rid yourself. Amen? Rid yourself of anger, rage, malice, slander, filthy language from your lips. Don't lie to each other. What's he saying? This, this is a whole, this is part of your package. They don't fit. This is the old package. You got the new package now. You don't have to be angry. You don't have to have malice. You don't have to, you don't, these things no longer are part of your package. If you operate in them, you're operating under the old covenant, under the old package. You're an heir. Amen? And then he said, And put on the new self, the new man, which is being renewed in the knowledge and the image of its creator. In other words, everything that God's like, we're like. It's not just what you look like. What you act like is what you look like. If you act like a like a, a person that's been saved and born again, a new creature, if you if your actions are born out of that newness, then you'll look like that new creature. But you could be as new as you want and act like the old, and everybody's going to identify you with just who you were. You don't want we don't want to be who we were. We want to be who we are. Amen. This whole thing is designed to get us away from being who we were. And making us who we are. And who are we? We're citizens. 
We're citizens of heaven, of the temple of God. We are fellow saints, citizens. Glory to God. God's, God's saying, you're part of me. Remember when he said, he said, I'll be their God and they'll be my people. Every morning say, I'm a my people. I'm a my people. I'm a my people. You're in Christ. You're a my people. You're his. You are the temple of the most high. Glory to God. And that's who we are, not who we were. Let's not spend time being who we were. Let's put away the old man. Let's build up the new man who was strengthened in God's image. I got so many notes here, we better stop now. Stand to your feet. There's no reason for us to try to mix.